Hello and welcome to episode 123 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team, the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Ross, I've listened to a few podcasts over the journey. Um, not a lot, but some. And generally, from what I know about podcasts, is the host is here first, doing things <laughs> in the pre-show, making sure that it all runs smoothly and, and not... 48 minutes late. Um, that's all That's all I want to say. So, keep going. Man who said Shane Watson modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael. Hello, Jets. Oh, man. Australia's number one, Dan Christian fan, our guru. Welcome, Alex. Hi, guys. And uh, like Paul, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. And in my view, the host will write the theme song and also sing <laughs> the theme song. <laughs> Bit a of Katy Perry. A little Britain reference right off the top. Yeah, absolutely. Nice uh, so don't forget, we're in the Frederick Harold Sockney Quadrangulated Studios. This nice. is a tight nice. ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprise. If you need some Big Lug sorted, get on to Big Lug Enterprises. They Google them. <laughs> if you need, if you need um, your ship produced in a tight manner, tight ship productions are what you're yeah, looking yeah, for. Yeah, of course. <laughs> In these challenging times, shit. Google tight ship. They'll fix you up. <laughs> All right. Uh, first up today, With a we look P. at... Mm, that's it. Up Ship Creek, they are. Yep. yep. All right. So we looked, uh, first of all, at a very interesting um, event in cricket governance, which is uh, Cricket mm. Australia. Oh, Bull, hold him back. Yes. My wheelhouse. <laughs> Fuck, I love governance. <laughs> I love it. Of the cricket variety especially. Mm. If yes. there's sort of red tape involved that doesn't need to be there, that's wow, that's what I love. I love <laughs> governance and red tape. Oh, yes. Sorry, Ross. Team oh, no. sheets. You're a huge Sorry. fan of team sheets. Yes. Wow. The Australian Cricketers Association um, head, Greg Dyer, has taken mm. aim at CA Chief Executive Kevin Roberts. Um, so Oof. some of the moves that have occurred, oh, Cricket Australia's staff, they've set, stood down most of Cricket Australia's staff on 20% pay until the end of June. That's that is. Half the fucking AFL buddy staff. Yeah. Right, Good as well them. as a drive, uh, Cricket Australia's in the streets. put on a drive <laughs> to have state associations accept a 25% cut to their distribution, leading to job losses around the country. And two states, New South Wales and Queensland, continue to resist attempts to have their grants cut. Isn't that um, a bit funny? Like, um, no, you can't cut off our money that you pay to us. Don't they just not pay it to you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I demand you pay us in full and then they don't pay me in full. It's like, but I demand it. <laughs> it does seem weird. It's like they don't really have too much, like, back, like behind them. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Anyway, New South Wales in particular are disputing Cricket Australia's cash projections uh, for the upcoming uh, summer as the confidence that India will tour this summer is growing. They also rejected um, Kevin Roberts' warning that the game was on course to be out of money by August. How? I don't understand that. No. They lost a heap of money on the fucking share, share market. market. On yeah. the ponies. Uh, they mean yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know the other thing, Ross, that's, that hasn't helped them? Mm-hmm. is there's no real clarity around whether Afghanistan are going to tour, which is a big money spinner. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's just... Fraud. Depends which way you accidentally spin the money spinner the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> you lose true. money, so they've got to make sure they spin it the right way. I thought red I was like really good when you report money. Isn't it? You want heaps of red money, isn't that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like a civil war in cricket governance. That's what gets me up and about. Um, mm. And when a man who's won the Benson and Hedgens classic catches uh, is heading up one of the armies. I, I, I can't see him losing. <laughs> Greg Dyer. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so um, Players Association weighed in to the debate the other day, on Monday, in fact, saying that um, Cricket Australia's <laughs> structure was overly centralised and costly and it needed mm. addressing. Mm. Mm. Worrying trend. Uh, this is a critical time for the game, said Dyer. It can either take the approach of look, cutting so many things called costs as it can from the balance sheet. And it says um, some, sometimes they felt that um, the game of cricket, because there were some reductions proposed in um, some of the competitions, they're just treating them as, uh, as if they were office furniture or stationary. Mm, there's costs to oh, be reduced. Yeah. Someone's Mick. been pinching them. Maybe Cricket Australia cut one of their biggest costs and just stop paying 
the fucking state's money if Greg Dyer has such a problem with where the money gets fucking spent. That's like, the states can recover from that because they earn so much money like, yeah, just from playing cricket, the states. Yeah. Oh, do they ever? <laughs> so many people just... are packing out the SEG to watch Spectators. the fucking field match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, can't, I, can't, I don't know how many times I've been knocked back at the gates of the G yeah. to watch <laughs> the Shield day three. <laughs> On a Tuesday, <laughs> somehow, and they've just said, "Sorry, mate, we're full <laughs> at capacity." The, the Sheffield Shield's about fifteen years ahead of their time in COVID nineteen, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> really, they've been thirty years ahead of their time, isolating for thirty years. He's looking in with a bloody net card at the end. <laughs> That's right. And even then, the bloke wouldn't really look. He could just flash a no. hand in front of him, and he'd be a country. Hold up a blue piece of paper in your case. <laughs> Hold up nothing. Here's my bed card. Go fuck yourself. Come through. He's not going to chase you down. Yeah, he's about 70 years old. He's doing it to get a free MCC membership. It doesn't give a fuck who walks through the doors. So um, there was some proposals, which seem to be knocked on the head now, but... Um, it was looking oh, no. like the, the WBBL would be reduced in length. The WNCL would be reduced in length. Which Lisa is, uh, Healy was very critical of that. Yeah, because they've got the Women's 50 Over World Cup coming up in Feb, March next year. Um, there's also talk that they're going to reduce the Sheffield Shield down from 10 rounds to eight and um, and further reduce what? the Marsh One Day Cup. I think, didn't think it was possible to reduce the number of 50 over games we played in Australian <laughs> domestic cricket. But anyway, Can I just is. say, um, as as the spiritual holders of the game of Sheffield Shield, us four, yep. no, no one well, consults us. Me. Well, yeah, because you're not quite sure what first class all this day is, but we're trying to get what, through to don't you. don't know what... Shield is pure shield or whatever it's called. <laughs> pure, uh, pure milk cup. Uh, maybe by episode 124, you'll get a good understanding of it. But <laughs> what are they doing? What are they doing to the Jamie Cox medal, Ross? Is my well, it's just like... devaluing it. We'll only give it if there's only eight rounds. We'd have to take the medal and shave off 20 percent of it. I think. Oh, or just what are we not do it. it. I don't reckon we. I don't reckon they deserve the. the oh, cup. Oh, oh. So you'd not, not the full season. Then. Then give out a bastardised version of it. Like Absolutely. Barcelona and Rocky. <laughs> if you know anything about the quality of our episodes over the period of time, <laughs> we don't skimp on quality and peak performance and the absolute well, pinnacle business, of what you can get. Isn't it? Quality. Yes, yeah, sound, sound quality. Whether sound or otherwise yes. is Trophy. everyone's business. Yeah. Trophy quality. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's why we've got the bloody Goldbus or whatever we've got over here. The fucking... Jamie Cox. Mm. No, what is this one I've got here? Evan Golbus. Oh, the yeah. Cameron What's Boy. that one? The Borges. The Cameron Borges. The Borges, not the Golbus. No, yeah. no, I don't mean cricket. <laughs> I don't skip on the pinnacle of cricket knowledge, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we do as a podcast. No, Borgie will be beside himself and we can't give that out. He looks like that every year. Well, we're giving it out. That's, the Borgie's an exception on quality. Yes. Yep. Uh, so anyway, it does, the the update on that is that uh, India are nine out of ten apparently. The today's report nine out of ten chance that India will tour Australia. I'm not sure if there'll be. That's crowds. a ninety percent chance, Ross. I was going to say so ninety percent. Zero point nine. Where does ten come from? Point nine. Yeah. Yep. Chance. There, there oh. are nine hundred out of a thousand chance. What's guys? the one factor that's holding them back? They've ticked nine boxes. What's the tenth that they haven't quite got over yet? Uh, tuberculosis, I think. They yeah, haven't yeah, worked yeah. out how to sanitise the carbon copy of the team sheets that need to be filled out before the game. Yeah, and it's they do need to be filled you, out. You put the yeah. liquid on it, carbon mm. copy gets ruined, doesn't it? Uh, and you no. couldn't quite do that digitally, I don't think, as no. a, as a team no. sheet. No. no. So how would you know who signed it? <laughs> yeah. Put a signature yeah. on the bit of paper, otherwise it's not a real signature. Mm. <laughs> yes, worrying trend. Yeah, yeah. um, they're my uh, concerning me. Yes, <laughs> yes. So um, I think that's all I've got to say for now. I can't remember anything that's else. Flattened that's flattened that's yeah. flattened him after the carbon copy. <laughs> well, fucking, as a, I'm attacked. <laughs> yep. You okay, Ross? You haven't got the no. rona, have you? No, I don't think so. No. has <laughs> got the ovid. <laughs> Uh, oh, David, you, Alex, I believe there's a bit of a Twitter-fueled stoush going on at the moment. Oh, and it's it's not a new thing, but it's uh, reared its ugly head. Um, yeah. Mostly because of 
our good podcast friend, Rob E. Linda 21 or whatever he is. Um, he made the compilation. Whatever he is. <laughs> he made the yeah. compilation. We've, we've spooked him on the podcast before. He's made the compila- mm. compilation of all the times Steve Wars runs someone else out or been involved in a run out over his entire career. Oh, nice. And it was 70 something times. And, Sorry, mm-hmm. 73. And it was something like 40 times he's run out his partner. No, no. What it was, it was 73 times his partner was run out. He ran himself out. Oh, that fucking yeah. Jesus. Oh, okay. He ran himself out 30-odd times, I think it was. Oh, okay. Right. So I thought it was 73 in total. No, yeah, Jesus. No, well, Shane Ward's got a point, and I'm going to stop talking about this. For the show. <laughs> so Shane Ward used that stat as, uh, um, I don't know, it's like a Trumpian type. I'm right because of this stat, which actually has nothing to do with my initial beef with the guy. So is it is, Shane Ward's initial beef with the guy is he got fucking dropped when he took three wickets for 258 across two tests, as I recall. Yep. Um, and then got dropped for Stuart McGill, who actually took fucking wickets in the Caribbean. Now, Shane yeah. was injured at the time or recovering from injury, so he probably should have been dropped to get his shoulder right. Shane Warne's held a beef against Steve Waugh since then, and that was 20 fucking one years ago. So April Shane Warne brought it up because... Yeah, because yeah, Shane Warne brought it up because Rob E. Linder did this compilation. I don't reckon he even saw the quick info stat that had come out on to start with. Rob E. Linder just did it, and I saw the tweet where... Shane Warren went, you know, well, had a dig. So Steve Warren has come back and said, oh, there was all this stuff about a feud and stuff like that. So Steve, Steve Warren pretty much stone-cold fucking burned Warney, saying it's only a feud if two people are involved. <laughs> and I don't think it's a feud. <laughs> you know, just craziness. <laughs> and it's like, Shane Warren's just, I think he's just lost it. Like, how do you, and I, I've read a couple of things, people saying Shane Warren will hold a grudge against someone and not let them know what that grudge is. And you have to find out of other people why Shane Warne suddenly started hating you. And He's like, a flawed hey. genius, isn't it? Aren't they all the same? Aren't they all no, just absolutely. a little bit fucked in the head? Sorry, I cut you off. No, you're Mick. right. That was good. It was good. Yes, came in. Oh, I just want to know how much um, Shane Warne charges Steve War for that for that rental space inside his head that Steve <laughs> Warren has. Because he's <laughs> fucking entrenched in the back of Warney's mind. Warney will never fucking let it go. The thing is you, know, you know sorry you get booked. No no you you're on a roll. Keep going. I was like, the thing the fact you know that Steve War's got it and the fact you know that Warney's just losing his mind is the fact that the tweet starts with I don't hate him. But it's like, it's, like, it's like, I don't hate you, mate, but I fucking hate your personality and I hate your face and I hate your wife and I hate your kids and I hate your dressing, but I don't hate you. Like, it's just, it's just, it's at that point now where you just go, Shane, you don't fucking like him. You have your reason. Most people yeah. know what your reason is and it's kind of fair enough. You're a bit childish, but we'll live with it because you're a childish man. But fucking just let some shit go, cunt. Like, fucking hell. And you know what? It adds no value to anyone's life, right? And I understand no. that personal feelings are personal feelings and, and it is what it is, right? I've got a question for the group. Um, yeah. I'm just doing a little bit of analysis on my end um, just to work out the actual definition of selfish. So I'll put it to you guys. Tell me which is more selfish, and I won't name the names of the people involved in this, but... <laughs> okay. oh, God. Um, we're all worried. Right? I don't reckon Nats is worried. But <laughs> before, <laughs> well, before you start, if this includes anything about a captain bowling himself for 20 overs or more. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I'm out of this fucking podcast. Steve I love it how we've all gone. This is about me. <laughs> Steve Ball would never bowl himself. I'm not mentioning names, but Steve Ball would never bowl himself. So what's more selfish? Uh, digging in to make personal runs that would you know, ideally impact the team score or being suspended for taking performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, runs all day. Runs all day. Um, yeah. Another one. Drugs. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, digging in to make personal runs that would hopefully impact the team score yep. or being in a one-day World Cup semi-final and threatening to retire if we didn't win the game. Which would be more selfish, do you think? <laughs> Probably the threat runs. <laughs> I've got one more. Um, digging in to make personal runs that would hopefully impact the team score. Or 
blocking a shitty podcast on all social media because they said something <laughs> <down>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll just throw it out to the group. Like, for me, mm. I don't have a personal opinion one way or the other. You know me, I like to sit on the fence. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, just a, a bit of analysis I was doing in, in, yep. during that chat. Mm. So, mm. Oh, I fucking love it. It's a very good point you make. And, yeah, like, as much as I, I'm not a huge fan of Steve... And his fucking pretty selfish attitude towards helping the Australian cricket side in the recent Ashes. I don't reckon he did anything. <laughs> From all the footage I've seen, he's done absolutely nothing. There's footage of Ricky Ponting in that state doing that, in that mm. uh, job. There's footage of Steve Waugh just standing next to people saying, good shot. And Ricky Ponting actually, you know, I don't. it's, it's all editing. But anyway. Yes. And various other stories. So... I wanted to mention also some footage. I think Rob Linda put it up um, of the pre-game stuff and Steve Waugh's interview before the game where, St- where Shea Waugh yeah. And Steve Waugh, very, very PC, perfect. Yeah. As, a, as a captain, it was just like what every other captain. So just, we'll just brush over that. And they talked to Alan Border, who was a selector at the time, and he was... Very PC and stuff, but he didn't mention. He goes, oh, well, Shane Warne will be around the boys, gene them up as 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 he probably, you know, he's that sort of guy. He'll get around the boys and gene them up. And they cut to footage of Shane Warne doing the warm-ups with everyone because I assume he was 12th man or 13th man. I don't know why, like, we'll get back to that. This is and just, like, you know how you do side-to-side through cones and shit <laughs> and you do run backwards or something? He was walking. Yeah, I don't reckon he got into a jog, and just the most petulant person I've ever. And look, hey, I'm not above it. I reckon Mm. you know, there's been certain times when I've sort of been like, "Why the fuck am I doing this, like thing? I'm not going to play or whatever." I reckon I've done that stuff before, so you know, I I know exactly how he's feeling. But geez, I wasn't getting paid fucking seven hundred thousand dollars to do it. That footage of the warm up was very, very funny. Because oh, Warney's there myself. just just looking angry and pissed off and then just walking well, through the warm-up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's sort there of like a... in a line bunching up behind yeah, him because yeah. the five people walking. in front of him are doing the zigzags and <laughs> doubling back on themselves and running backwards because they're warming <laughs> up and he's just walking and everyone's just sort of like, oh, I can't really get past him because, I don't know, probably not allowed to run past someone in a warm-up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Now... And I was, this is, uh, I've got another thing to add, guys, on this. And I haven't talked to you guys about it, but this has come, we had a discussion, me and Bull, on last Saturday night. And it was about, it was about um, (laughs) Eminem and the various diss tracks and, you know, that sort of stuff (laughs) that gets sprouted over, um, you know, the the rap, rapping and hip hop fraternity and how that sort of love culture. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Watched yes, Eight Mile. Was. I wanted that ninety minutes back, but that's okay. It's done. You want a fucking Oscar, Ross? Pull your you, you're not. You're not happy <laughs> with song. vomit. Vomit on your spaghetti, mum's spaghetti. Oh, fine. Yeah, some people like vomit on your spaghetti, mum's spaghetti. <laughs> Did it get best original whale music? Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Dido or whatever. Sampled in Eminem song. Okay, oh, yeah, so sure. I was like wondering what what Steve Wars this track might be. <laughs> You know, guys, yep. would you guys have a, a, an option on maybe what Steve was distracted by? Oh, oh, um, I reckon he'd sample Rage Against the Machine for sure. I reckon he's that sort of that way inclined. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Really? It's uh, It's got me stumped. What do you reckon? Well, I think he'd probably do a diss track to the tune of Hey True Blue. Oh, John Williamson. Shit, yeah. I didn't even know we liked that song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Did right. I say Shane Warne or Steve Waugh? Did I just Steve fuck Wall. the fucking whole thing up? Steve Waugh. No, Wall, no, yeah. no, no, you're Steve right. Wall. Yeah, yeah. Where does yeah. Buzz Hey, Sean Warne. Uh, hey, Shane Warne. I'd say you dropped. I'd <laughs> say you bought some shit. Drop. You fucking shit. Hey, Shane Warne. You drive shit with shit. That's fucking late. Shane Ward. Drive dropped with drop. I'll give it straight face to fake face. 
Are you really disappearing? Just like your weight. Diuretic. A drug cheat. Oh, no. Oh, this is a shocker. Okay, that's as much as I got through this afternoon. No, no, I've got a Waltzing Matilda one, so I'll put it to the caucus if you guys want me to go through Waltzing Matilda. No, thanks. I can't even Um, remember the tune of Waltzing Matilda, so let's not do it now. I need to listen to it. I've got that, I've got fucking three paragraphs written. (laughs) I've been usurped. It's going to say, I've been usurped as the worst singer on this podcast. Oh, Oh, here we go. I've got it. You're a shit spinner. You're a shit spinner. You always (laughs) be a shit spinner to me. I sang as I watched as India did. Smash you, you always be a shit spinner to me. Now come a warning to drink at the hotel bar. Up jump the skipper, saw you with glee. I sang as I shoved that salad in your fucking gullet. Go and fuck yourself, you fat fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, that's fucking horrendous. Yeah, it's oh, better than the fucking John Lewis. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Banjo Man. Jesus Christ. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, should have, I should have just done the Watching Matilda one, but I panicked because I couldn't remember this, this, how the song went. Oh, get fucked. Oh. Oh, no. And I thought me singing fucking two lines of Katie Kerry was bad. Get fucked. Mm. Control this podcast. Get some semblance of respectability back. That's how I think think Steve Moore would do the uh, And uh, I haven't done Shane Ward yet, guys. So Shane Ward just Jack White will go something like this. Stop, Steve Warren, listen. No, that's all I've got. (laughs) (laughs) Ross, you were 45 minutes late, and now you're going to let this continue. You've got to get some control, man. My stomach's hurting too much from (laughs) 123 episodes of this is what we come up with, Ross. Where are we? As the captain of this ship, you're going to be like the Titanic. You'll be going down with it. There's no lifeboat for you on this. Oh, I don't think I could do anything better than that. I was going to say, we've done, some, quit after this. we've done some terrible shit on this podcast, but that's rock bottom, I reckon. That's uh, no, I think that, that's the best of the shit. Uh, the, the, first, the second song was terrible. At least you sung it. The first song was shit, and you couldn't sing I don't it. even know how True Blue goes, to be honest. I just wrote some lyrics how I thought it went. I don't know. After you say like, <laughs> I "Hey, true blue," either. I don't know anything after. <clears throat> Is it me and you? Me? No yeah. one knows. <laughs> nah, but Is it goes like higher. And sh- <laughs> <laughs> Is it a cockatoo? Is See, I've got your hook. The <laughs> listeners will be singing along. I looked up the lyrics. I don't know how the tune goes. I looked up the lyrics. John Williamson goes on about being upright like a sponge cake for fucking five verses after the initial Vegemite shit. He mentioned sponge cake five times. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Sponge cake. on the pub. What Then he goes to sponge cake after it. After the Vegemite fucking... Why don't you kick the fuck out of somebody and have a good piece of sponge cake to release? Yeah, true. A bit of icing on it. That's what they do on the UFC. Again, fair. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Hey, it's, all, it's all sponge cake in the way out. What did you want, Ross? So we can, we'll can we sing out to the outro. <laughs> yeah, go again, again. from Hey True Go again. <laughs> <laughs> go on, read them out to us so we can... Please do waltzing with Tilda, please. Uh, not the yeah, sing us into a commercial break. Oh, I yeah, can't. Sing us Hang out. on. Sing us out. Hang on. Oh, you threw it away. Oh, that's the best bit. And now for a word from our sponsors. Hey, Shane Ward. <laughs> oh, no. I'd say oh, you no. drop. <laughs> I'd say you bowled some shit. Drop. 
You fucking shit. <laughs> I shit. Oh, it's like Pitbull rhyming Kodak with Kodak. Shane Ward. Oh, no. I'll <laughs> give it straight face to fake face. That's good. That is good. Are you really disappearing? See, I don't know how this goes. <laughs> Just like your weight. <laughs> diuretic. <laughs> a drug cheat. <laughs> drug cheat. <laughs> Finn. Uh, <sighs> All right, Dave. All right, Ken. What's up? Uh, just thinking about how my socks have holes in them, mate. That's no good, mate. Well, we've got two solutions for your problem there, mate. Uh, you could buy sock darning equipment and darn the holes out of your socks, or you could buy new socks. Darning, you say? What a great idea. So do you know what sort of equipment I have to get to darn my socks? I have no idea, but in front of me it says you'll need a darning needle, a darning egg, some scissors, some yarn, and a sock with a hole in it. Well, out of all that list, the only thing I've got is the sock with a hole in it. Damn. Or darn, I should say. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe I should buy some new socks then. Know of any good online sock companies that use only Australian cotton and put back into the community by planting trees, while also offering reasonably priced socks that have fantastic motives on them. I reckon I've got an online sock company that only uses Australian cotton and also puts back into their community by planting trees at their own expense mine. This particular company also have reasonably priced socks with great, if not fantastic, motifs on them, Alex. Oh, what company would that be, Dev? That is the Federal Herald Sock Company, and their website is frederickherald.com.au. The Frederick Herald Sock Company, you say? And their website yeah. is frederickherald.com.au, you say? Spot on, Alex. frederickherald.com.au. Ah, oh, well, I'm just putting that address in now. Uh, HTTP uh, semicolon forward slash forward slash uh, frederickharold.com.au. Oh, wow. These prices are reasonable, as you said, mate. Uh, they also have free shipping and a money-back guarantee. I hope we're not getting paid for this. I fucking told you that, you idiot. Oh, that you did, mate. That you did. Well, I think I'm going to order the Cockies pack. It's got five pairs of socks with some farm and Australiana motifs on them. Only fifty nine ninety five. Very reasonable. On you, mate. I'm proud of you. Well, I'm proud of myself, too, to be honest, Paul. No worries. I'll catch you later, champ. Welcome back. Oh, thank you for that, Alex. It's a great <laughs> segment. I think um, comments we received during the week about podcasts reading out Wikipedia entries has really stung you, so you thought you'd get creative and make your own content. So. Oh, yeah. All those elitists at ABC talking down on us. <laughs> COVID times for passing the time. Those. Well done to Ooh. you. We move now to Mick. All righty. Uh, thank you, Ross. So... Um, over the last week or so, um, ESPN Cricket Info put up a bit of a dream matchup kind of post, and um, one of our listeners, uh, Huss, uh, asked, no, us the, hey, asked us to comment on it. So I'm just going to quickly run through some of the matchups, and then um, so just have a listen, see if anything grabs you fancy. I'll start off talking about the two that interest me, and then um, you guys can ship it after that. So first off, we've got Coley versus Warren. Uh, we've got uh, Babar versus McGrath, Anwar versus Bumra, KP, so Kevin Peterson versus Rabada, Kane Williamson versus Murley, uh, Ricky Ponding versus Joffre, uh, Steve Smith versus Shah Bakhtar, Brian Lara versus Neil Wagner, Saxon uh, <laughs> versus Rashid Khan, and AB DeVillius versus Wazim Akram. So before I go into mine, this got put out on ESPN Creek Info's Twitter, and mm. there was a tweet response from one of the people listed in the um, enlisted in this, and the response and it was, even today, three herding bounces, and I can dismiss Steve Smith on fourth ball show. Ah, uh, love show. <laughs> love it. It's great. <laughs> so um, the two matchups that grabbed me um, are not necessarily for the reasons that other people might choose them, but. <laughs> The first one that grabs me will be Coley and Warren. 
for the main reason that at least one of those fucking flogs would be pulled down a couple of pegs by the other one. <laughs> so that would be very entertaining. <laughs> and speaking of flogs getting pulled down all the fucking pegs, the other one I picked would be Lara versus Wagner because the fact Wagner's even on this list is a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And Lara, Lara, if you reckon fucking he made 400, he made fucking 800 batting against fucking New Zealand. And that's Brian Lara now. Not Brian Lara 15 years ago. <laughs> Brian Lara rocked up, played a junction over about two months ago. He was Can I... Neil Wagner. Everyone's got in there. Oh, you bowl short fucking ball. Well, you don't think Lara likes a short ball? Can't used to batting the West Indies net with no fucking lid on. I think he's got yeah. it covered, Neil. Yeah. So that is, I'd like to see that one. Just see, just see Neil Wagner put in his place. And his place is at the depth. Fuckers. <laughs> Yeah, he only bowls like one thirties, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, he's just got a decent short ball or can keep bowling short balls. Like he's gonna get fucking pelted. The reality was, Matty Wade was told in the rooms to not go out, so he came up with a really bad strategy to not go out and made that bloke look better. Oh, and look, I, I, I don't mind Wagner, but hmm. that's a ridiculous matchup. You picked yeah. the. Oh, yeah. Fourth best batsman ever, you know, to yeah, go yeah. against the what about a um, hundredth best bowler ever or worse? Oh, more than that. I, I reckon. Yeah. Um, I again, I I quite like Ragnar. I echo your sentiments there again. He reminds me a lot of early Peter Siddle, just or Michael Kasperitz even, yeah. um, sort of a lion-hearted bloke who will have a crack all day, but. I reckon Brian Lara would be more scared of facing Zoe Goss again than facing fucking <laughs> He could back oh. now with his cock uh, and Nude. smack Wagner around. Like a truncheon. <laughs> like you totally with a will. Diet Coke bottle. <laughs> you got to shake it up so it pings off the bottle, though. <laughs> what a- All right, talk us through it, Mick. Who else? What other ones have got yeah, your fancy so, there? I think the other one that might be interesting, but we would have seen it anyway, would be KP versus Rabada. Um, you reckon they played? I think they did. Maybe ODIs, perhaps. hadn't occurred. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. probably true, yeah. Because I, I, I don't think you KP read out Dale Stain, did you? No, thought, Dale Stain's on the list, but Neil weird. Wagner is. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. Maybe well, Lara played against Stain at some point. You would have played, yeah, oh, yeah maybe Stain played against Stain. Yeah, um, I think uh, Ponting versus Jofra would be very interesting. Early Ponting yeah. would murder him if he kept bowling that yeah. short dross. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Kima wrote, wrote Ponting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Post-Kima <laughs> wrote Ponting would be a little yeah. bit more interesting. Mm. I'm trying to think but, of um, some uh, some really great... What about um, what was the um what about um say uh, Dale Stone versus Don Breadman? What about that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's That's hard because we didn't see Bradman play or Breadman play. True, you know? and we didn't see Dale Weinstein on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Who was what the um, Mitch, what about Mitch Mark Potatoes versus John Mark Potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the other way around, batting, bowling, bowling, yeah. batting. Oh yeah. What is Sean Mark? Oh, Who was the um, it's a batsman? Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> Who was yeah, the Rashid Khan matchup? Uh, he's got Sachin. <clears throat> Who? Sashin. Sashin Tendulkar. Question I've got is: Is Rashid Khan a better leg spinner than Shane Warne? Zahir Khan. No. No. Rashid, you fucking mm. idiot. Right. Yeah, so, and Tendulkar put Warren to the sword nearly every time. So I'd imagine he would do the yes. same to um, bowling. The one that is leg spin, Rashid Khan. Yeah. Speaking the of leg spin, where's the Kumble? Yeah. yeah, he's not there. Anal Kumble. Yeah. Yeah, no, it didn't make mm. the list. Bit stiff. The one that gets me is um, the one I think would be probably the best matchup would be De Villiers versus um, Was him. Was him. I reckon yeah. that would be a really, really good sight to see because mm-hmm. A.B. DeVille has played, or well, he plays 360 degrees around the ground and Wazzy Macron is probably one of the, or not probably, is one of the greatest bowlers of all time. I reckon that yes. would be the one that would go, shit, that could be evenly matched. I think the rest have a, a pretty clear winner. Um, mm-hmm. Well, maybe Shell Bakhtar and Steve Smith would be an interesting one given his current 
issues with the short ball, but yeah, I think you asked that in the innings directly after getting hit in the head. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, no, but or something. Neil Radner got him out for fun at the gully, didn't he? You know what I mean? In the, in yeah. the home series, so um, yeah, I think the the one that I would really like to watch would be Akram versus Debilliers. Both sensational players. Yeah, that would be would be very good. I think. And now they might have played against each other, but. I think a really great matchup would be Nathan <laughs> Horitz. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm trying to think of the world to hear this fucking batsman for England back oh, in the day. Chris Martin. John Crawford <laughs> from New Zealand. <laughs> think of a real fucking shit. John <laughs> Crawley. Mark John Crawley versus Nathan Horitz. Ta-ta-ta. Mm. I want to see Nathan Horitz tweet out. I'll bowl him in my fifth ball. <laughs> I'll rip one through the gate. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I've never turned one in my life. But I'll get one through the gate. It's an interesting. The show one's interesting because I reckon he probably doesn't have fucking six balls in him. No, he so we'd have to get him out in fucking four balls. So he's off the electrolysis. He's right to go. Yeah, for his syphilis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Gentle. There's, there's a syphilis. Yeah, there's a matchup not on here. I would I'd really like to see. I think that would be Viv Richards versus Dan Cullum. I reckon that would be good. See how far he the ball. <laughs> <laughs> see if right, so we... big enough to stop to stop. <laughs> <laughs> we're going Spuds versus Guns, are we? All right, that's here what they did with Lara Joe versus Manny versus John Bread, uh, Don Breadman. There we go. <laughs> John I'd want to see, uh, say, Gavin Larson from New Zealand up against. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Clive Lloyd. <laughs> Mitchell oh, Johnson bowling to Chris Martin at the end of an inning. That, that's, <laughs> that's the one you want to see. I've got a great one. Here we go. Uh, uh, Colin de Gronholm opening the bowling versus Matthew Hayden. There we go. <laughs> oh, fuck. Bowling is just fucking dibbly dobblers. Yeah. Half volley outies or innies to Haydos, fucking Matthew. Haydos would take centre halfway down the wicket. <laughs> and just go... This will do me. I'll just stand here. He'd immediately get a warning by the square leg up yeah, yeah. batting too far oh, not back in his in those days. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. He'd bat where he wanted back in those days. He'd bat at the fucking popping crease. If you, if you were good enough, which he was. Yeah. Yeah. Mick. Chris Gale. Yes. Oh, no. Paul Collingwood. <laughs> oh yeah, that would have happened. Each other. Yeah. Oh, Chris Maybe Gale it's one of his three hundred games. Imagine Bryce McGade bowling to Chris Gale. Fucking whack. Oh, here we go. If you want to go over shit Australian spinners, the big bear, Cam White versus fucking Chris Gale. Anyone. Absolute nude. Yeah. Mm. All right. Good one. Yeah, that was good. Um, I'm disappointed that didn't work its way into some sort of pastor 11 or something like that where we could work through. <laughs> Players who like large, large shells at number one, small shells yeah. at number two, small spirals yeah. at three, Linguini at four, Peter Rigatoni captain, yeah. Angel hair just uh, yeah. at, at the at Joe Angel five. hair, yeah. yeah. uh, Rabbi with the gloves. How did we not think about that last week? Yeah. Joe Angel hair pasta, Rabbi because they're oh. like pouches to catch the, the ball in. So they'd be yeah. Yeah. with nice. keeper, with keeper. Yeah. Nice yeah. favourite Rabbi yeah, yeah. I know all my friends' favourite pasta. Spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti size number three being obviously <laughs> number eight. Oh, what's that real small one that looks like rice? That's got to be 12th man. Oh, fucking yeah, shit what's called? Oh, yeah, it's called? Rice only. Yeah, yeah, that's Let's it. go to nuts. Rissoni Let's go to our resident yeah. pasta expert, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that shit, racist. mate. Fucking don't, don't ask me about that. <laughs> racist, Jesus. All right, what's next before we get too far into yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, send us in your favourite pasta 11. And um, yeah. now we go over to Alex for a little bit. Or if you have a matchup you want us to talk yeah, about, true. send that through to us and we'll have a yeah. discussion on the next one. Yeah, maybe you want to see large cells versus small spirals. Maybe you want to see <laughs> yeah. you, Let us know. If you yeah. honestly give a shit about what we think between matchups, <laughs> then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you need to get out more. I know it's difficult when we're in lockdown, but maybe Zoom, Zoom a friend that you haven't spoken to for a little while. Um, <laughs> Zoom you know, yourself call, in a mirror. Call, call your mother. Um, 
Just do anything other than listening to this rubbish. <laughs> On that note, we move over to Alex for a look at a past player. <laughs> uh, I'll just, um, before we move over, I want um, Jesse Bilkey's matchup. I want the weird wagon wheel pastor that's in Minestrone matched up with anything else in the world. I want to know what he thinks. Because uh, yeah. that pastor freaks me out every time I look at it. It's yeah. weird. I know All right. <clears throat> Continuing on on my um, award-winning segment of cricket, <laughs> cricketers that have sued Cricket Australia. <laughs> we're moving on <laughs> to Stuart Charles Glindwa McGill. SCG. Tell me how you pronounce this. Thing. G L Y N D W R. Glindwa? Is it Welsh or something? Goodness, it's a weird name. Whatever, wherever, wherever massive box heads come from, it's where (laughs) that's from. So the birthplace of Stu McGill and Maria Rasmus. (laughs) (laughs) This is just full of fat, mate. Like Stewie's is a box shape. (laughs) Okay, Stuart McGill, born in Mount Lawley in Perth. On a cold and grey Chicago yeah. morn on the 25th of Feb, 1971, <laughs> he, often went, he often went by his nicknames The Sweet Prince, McGilla Gorilla, or SCG. The Sweet Prince? I've yeah, I don't know where that's come from. I've never heard that before. Maybe yeah, on like Wikipedia. So Shane Warren true. made that nickname up for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't say cunt here. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, McGill's father and grandfather both played for WA first class cricket so jobs for the boys Stu got an AIS Cricket Academy scholarship to become a cricket scholar of course that's why you get a scholarship Uh, in 1990 he he got an AIS one which is better than Tim's VIS Uh, it's just VIS what did he study with his scholarship (laughs) Uh, he studied leg spin. Swahili, I think uh, he majored in. I thought it might have been um, um, horticulture or vineyard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did do a minor in animal husbandry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's move uh, on. He, he began his first class career in um, the 93-94 season, <laughs> managing one game for WA. And didn't play again for two years until he had to move to New South Wales, presumably... Because of the spinning wicket back then. Mm. Uh, presumably, I, I just made that, that up. Mm. He returned uh, for his first-class games against Victoria, taking six wickets for the match. He finished that season with 16 at 37. I know how much everyone loves me just staying, saying how many It's good. Yeah, 16 at 37. Yeah. I enjoy that sort yep, of information. It's pretty much yeah. first series. Yeah. Can we um, see that? Can we see that, Stuart McGill? Fucking go against Chris Gale? Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what season was that? Sorry, Alex. Oh, that was a ninety three ninety four season. Right. Mm. Now his breakout season was in ninety seven ninety eight. Yep. Um, he made his test debut and he took thirty five wickets in the Shield that season. He debuted in the third test against the Sappers in Adelaide as the second spinner. So he was mm-hmm. sort of picked as a second spinner a lot and pretty much only picked as a second spinner unless Shane Warne was absent. Fair enough. You would. Which is his story, which is pretty much the theme of um, Stewie McGill's story, although he did a lot of great stuff in um, Shield Cricket and won a fair bit of shit. Uh, uh, It's a really good um, one day bowler for New South Wales, too. Anyway. Oh, I'll get to that. It's impressive. Um, Hopefully, Hopefully soon. I think this has been pretty good, to be honest. I think this is actually flowing off the tongue quite well. I don't know whether maybe I'm four beers deep. Maybe that's helping that. But uh, so. It's just the comfort of reading it straight off Wikipedia, I think. It's exactly. Yeah. I've got a, a printout from Luddite Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Luddite Wikipedia. Is this where I write out the Wikipedia onto a bit of paper uh, so I could read it out later. In your own words. Though. In That's my own words, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah, I say yeah. stuff like Saffirs and not the uh, uh, South African cricket. The Republic of South Africa cricket team of 1997 yes. 98. Well, the yeah. Proteus, if you will. This is going So, well. Stuart, Stuart McGill um, in that <sighs> match took three for 22 in the second innings. That was his thing. He took a couple of weeks in the second innings. Didn't really do too much. Played intermittently across the next five years, mostly playing as a second spinner, like I said before, along when Warney was injured. Played consistently when Warney was suspended for being a dirty, dirty cheating scum. 
In, oh, good. In, in uh, 2000, uh, up until 2003, Stu took 53 wickets, uh, mostly against Zimbos, Bangladesh and India. So obviously played a lot um, overseas in the spinning decks or when spinning, spinning. So he tapered off after 2005 and ended up injured during one of Buchanan's boot camps. It did, mm-hmm. prior to the Ashes, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah. Ashes in the Australia. Yeah, yep. so he did his knee a little bit badly. He had to recover from that. He also suffered from carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, he was an avid typist. <laughs> oh, there you go, masturbator. <laughs> he had the old um, the old um, one that rings the bell and you push the corn cob along. You go, yeah. Yes. Typewriter. That's what hey, it's called. Yeah. Aren't they called an avid, an avid Spotify listener? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, he retired uh, during the West Indies tour in 2008. So surprising to me was um, Stuart McGill's list A numbers, as you alluded to, Ross. And his results from his, own, his three only ODIs that he played. He should have played far more, in my opinion. Um, he averaged 22 in list A and 17.5 in ODIs in his three matches. He should have played way more, especially in that period of time. Bevan would have been playing bowling absolute fucking shit. <laughs> half-tracker, full-bunger, half-tracker, full-bunger, hoping for a fucking caught at deep square leg. Um, so that that's sort of like his career in a very quick nutshell because Paul always complains about how long these go. So I summarise that quite well. <laughs> Let's talk about his stuff after cricket, though, which is also important, which is why I picked him to talk about. Mm-hmm. Away from cricket, Stuart McGill loved his wine and appeared on a wine comedy TV show called Plonk. Um, he was also a Triple M radio host. Did you guys know that? No. No, for a period of time, he, he was. Um, and was it called McGill in the morning? Uh, oh, it was whatever, it, most probably. It would have been McGiller and Chappie or something. Fucking weird, fucking triple M. McGiller in the mist, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, and the one word, yeah. McGiller yeah. in the wave or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think it was Choco, Donkey and McGiller. Wasn't that it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheesy. Some of cheesies yeah. in there somewhere. Um, Choco, so, in my McGiller opinion, he donkey. was and is still of high moral standing. He refused to tour Zimbabwe on moral grounds. During the Mugabe era, um, that was also during his sort of like in and out of the side era. So he chose to not play Test cricket for Australia based on what he thought. Why are we going to Zimbabwe? We shouldn't be going there because this is a regime. Blah blah blah. He chose not to be a squad member. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, well, they've got low and slow decks over there. He might have fitted into the. I assume they played two tests. I don't know. Or cut low DIs. Who would have played the ODIs? Because for some reason, having a fucking first class average of 22 and like a really good fucking run rate is not yeah. good enough. He was. He well, should have been. He should have played a heap more ODIs. Yeah. Now I agree with McGill. To be fair, and I pulled my name out of the hat when I found out they were going over there too because I just couldn't. You know. <laughs> Didn't want to be a part of that. Said I, I'm not going to the London Olympics. I'm not going to Zimbabwe yeah. to play cricket. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> he was also highly critical of Cricket Australia's sponsorship of KFC, say stating parents. That's not Australian. <laughs> the, he has obviously hasn't had a fucking tower burger with our around. Yeah, I know. That's fucking amazing. Fucking Chicken and a hash brown. Like fucking. Oh, I know. Wrong. And they oh. got rid of it. You got some weird ass barbecue shit with fucking cabbage on it now or some crap. They lost me, Mick. They lost me. Why was he critical? Uh, because parents had a hard enough time raising their children without having the distraction when they're watching cricket to keep them active and say you should probably play cricket and then they go out in KFC. That was the pandering yeah, you, fast food. Yeah. It's a good point from a wine connoisseur where alcohol's destroyed. Plenty of lives over the journey, but that's fine. You keep going. Sorry, Kim. I, I, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I prematurely jumped in there. No, you're right, mate. Um, your apology is accepted and we'll move Thank on. Thank you. Uh, Stu was married to Logie winning actress Rachel Friend, but separated yes. in 2013. I didn't know that. Oh, either. did they? No. Yeah, no, no good. Also owns and <laughs> maybe operates. She a... what, maybe she just wanted to be. 
Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's not the obvious joke when you're researching this. Fucking hell. Uh, he also owns and operates a beard accessory store. No, he owns and operates a Greek rest- restaurant in Neutral Bay called Aristotle. Yeah, when I think Greek food, I think Stuart McGill. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, I think square head play cricket for Australia. That's what I think. What I think. Greek. Dimitri's feast like, style. Like Gumby. Like Gumby's enemies, the blockheads. The blockheads. So, now we'll get down to the, the reason why I looked into Stuart McGill. He sued Cricket Australia for $2.6 million for neglected injury payments over a two-year period from May 2018. He suffered. Here's the list of injuries he stated. Ankle bone fracture, cartilage damage in his right knee from Buchanan's stupid running up hills and fucking carrying logs on your shoulder that Shane Warne hated. Nerve damage in both hands and fingers. Bone fractures to the right elbow. Finger pain. That's a bit interesting. Finger pain. <laughs> Rotator cuff displacement in his bowling shoulder. He represented oh, himself. He? he represented himself in the Victorian Supreme Court. Jeez. Don't play cricket, then you stupid cunt. If you now, fucking... if I've learned, if I've don't represent from... yourself ever. <laughs> no matter how smart you are. From... Yeah, I was like, if I learned anything from sitcoms and cartoons, that didn't go well. Well, what happened was the Victorian <laughs> Supreme Court said, <laughs> Victorian Supreme Court said, Cricket Australia, go fuck yourself, Stuart McGill. You need to go to meta, meta, uh, meta, meditation. Mediation. Mediation. <laughs> meta, 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 meditation. Metamucil. Yeah. You need to go to Metamucil and get your bowel. Get yourself together. regular. Yeah. Uh, so that worked. The Supreme Court did their job and went, on you're representing yourself. Don't do that again. Also, go to meta, uh, Also, you play cricket. You're a bowler. No wonder your shoulder's fucked, mate. Like, yeah, yeah. Choose a different fucking career path then, you stupid fuck. Oh, oh, my shoulder's cactus, therefore give me $2 million because I bowled a couple of balls over the journey. Go oh, fuck yourself. No wonder you want. <laughs> fuck you. Well, fuck add, that, add that to the list of, pe- of famous cricketers we can't have on a podcast. All right, sweet. <laughs> up, to, up to all of them. Okay, fine. <laughs> so Cricket Australia settled with Stuart McGill in 2017. I don't know what Why? the settlement That's the idea of undisclosed? a settlement. Undisclosed? Or... Oh, they're always undisclosed. That's what a settlement is. So you don't get dragged through the papers going, you're either a bad organisation or you're a fucking idiot of a person suing Yeah, something. fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. 20 so bucks. It's all, that's why Donald Trump's um, settlements, yeah, of course, do you know so. what they are? Yeah. No. Yeah. no. More recently, though, I had a look on uh, the interwebs. And more recently, uh, Stuart McGill was convicted of drink driving, blowing Bullshit. three times the legal limit. Point well, one. At least he wasn't eating KFC, though. <laughs> now, Mick, where's, where's, where's that on the scale, Mick? <laughs> fucking amateur. That's where that fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we oh, we, we should be laughing, but that is funny. KFC <laughs> is killing millions of children <laughs> across the globe. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh about this sort of thing. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what Stuart McGill did in court for his drink driving charge? Oh, represented himself. himself. Bam! Yeah. Represented yeah. himself. Pleaded guilty also again. while representing himself. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you probably save a lot of fucking money, don't you? So you pay a lawyer guilty. come in and go, <laughs> you should plead guilty. Oh, thanks, man. That'll be $5,000. Ah, yeah. you just done that yourself. He didn't have any money left from his settlement, so he couldn't afford a lawyer. <laughs> Probably didn't get a settlement. He went around to that Greek restaurant with Dimitri's Feast and Aristos, the Greek chef. Yeah. Uh, that was good, Alex. That was good. It's not Thanks, over. Mate. Oh, sorry. Just when you think the it's poli- over, it the police again. sheet. The police <laughs> sheet. <laughs> Shout murders. Police sheet read, McGill was slurring his words and was unsteady on his feet after getting pulled over. He was disqualified from driving for four months and copped 950 clam fine and has an interlock for 12 months. I love the fucking, like, to the detail on the news article about his... Who cares how much he got fined? He just got done for drink driving. Everyone cares about that number, Mick, as you said. And that is Stuart McGill's entire life. 
Right. Um, I'll close the This Is, this is yeah. Your Life book. Big red book is shut. <laughs> That's yeah. it. I can't wait for him to come on next week and answer my inquiries. Yeah. Yeah. If you get a chance, head over to Amazon and buy his book, Always the Bridesmaid. Stuart McGill. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, Except so, in uh, list day cricket, apparently. <laughs> yes, and he only played three ODIs, and one of them yes. was the Adelaide Oval where he took a classic catch down at third man. Oh, I don't remember mm. that one. Yep, and um, it was a notoriously shit fielder, which probably yeah, kept bad. That's what he didn't and play. And he, and he didn't know which end of the bat to hold. <laughs> I think that counted <laughs> against him quite a bit in ODI cricket. That he's a terrible oh, fielder. Yeah, let's bat, play him so. ahead of Michael yeah. Bevan. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> no, hell. you just fucking bowl him as a spinner. Yeah, oh, he's willing to bowl Michael going. Bevan. Where's he going to go? He's, he's the fifth bowl, bowler. Because if he couldn't fucking bowl, he'd play like oh. club fourth. Like he was oh, yeah, fucking yeah, retarded. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to okay. name, I'm going to do some research and, and find out all the spinners who played ODIs ahead of or after or post-Warn and find out which one McGill should have replaced in those three years. Oh, no one. Brad Hogg. Pretty much well, if he didn't get fucking injured, he probably would have played for five more years than he did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's pretty old, though. He was 37 or something when he retired. I don't know. So, Warren, Warren finished in 2003 once he got done for drug cheat and never played another ODI. Yeah. I'm going to look out between 08. I'm going to look at 03 and 08 and see who played cricket for Australian Hoggy. ODIs as a spinner. Yeah, Hoggy's one of them. I'm sure there's Hoggy a couple others. Do you, think, do you think it was Hoggy, Ross? Or, yeah. I reckon it's Brad Hogg played the whole yeah, way through because he played oh. He played in the 03 World Cup and he played in the 07 yeah. World Cup and he played all the games Hoggy. in between. I don't reckon there's anyone else played as a spinner. And could bat. Yeah. I reckon Cam White played at some stage. Oh, yeah, true. Well, well, I'll find that next week. All no, right. I look season. forward to that. I'll sleep through it. Yeah. No, I won't. Okay. Uh, we move crazy. on now to the next thing to talk about, which is the World T20 and it looks like it's not going to happen in October, November this year. Uh, instead, it looks like it's going to be pushed back 12 months to 2021 when the next World T20 was um, was scheduled, which um, is not surprising because uh, the yeah, way so they, they had, they had, yeah, they had two, two in two years. World Cups yeah. in two years. Yeah, yeah <laughs> to make up for those years when they didn't have one. The, the idea of scheduling Oh, like something... the 80s when it wasn't <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Doc Bredman was playing, they never had those ones. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're right. It's just nuts. They, they, they can't decide whether they want a World T20 every two years or every four years. And whenever they have it every two oh. years ago, oh, that's too often and change it to four. Then they switch back to two. And then to try and catch up, they put two in two years. Anyway, that looks like what is going to happen. It's going to go to October of next year. And um, the BCCI is looking to host the IPL from September 25 to November 1 in India with the UAE as a backup option. And I thought, yeah. geez, it's pretty um, self-absorbed. Um, but anyway, IPL contributes one-third of global cricket revenues annually. According oh, to, Jesus. Yeah, according mm. to um, a bloke called Raman, who is the former yep. chief operating <laughs> officer of the IPL. So if Trust IPL was considered then. a separate cricket body and revenues from IPL were removed from the BCCI revenues, IPL would emerge as the biggest revenue generator for global cricket, higher than the ICC and the Asian Cricket Council revenues combined. Fuck. Yeah. It is massive. So no wonder they want to put it on um, in uh, September, October this year. Um, Question, yeah. Ross, for you. So the BCCI, um, just you may know... I just you got go, one, one thing to finish with. Yeah, BCCI has stated the importance of playing bilateral series rather than global events, so rather than the World T20, to yeah. aid the sports mm -hmm. financial recovery when games are able to resume from the coronavirus enforced shutdown. So I don't know why they particularly said that, but anyway, uh, I think it's... That makes um, sense. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, because I think then the host nations make money from it rather than ICC yeah, make it, most of the money. Instead of a... Yeah. Instead of one nation spending money to host the tournament, everyone makes money in their own countries. Mm. So yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. So just interesting uh, bit of uh, cricket finances there for you. Mm. Yes, David, you Love want to it. say? I just wanted to know whether you knew. Um, so from, a say, a World T20 perspective, wherever it's played, ICC controlled ticket prices, um, and mm. then obviously IPL played 
in India, do, do they? I assume that they control their own ticket prices and therefore can make more money off the IPL gate takings than potentially an ICC World T20. Would that be? I suppose fair so. To say? Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that twenty twenty one World T20 was going to be in India, so maybe it'll just be in Australia now. Okay. India won't host it. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Mm. Might well, be a little bit of like uh, in future. When the next TV rights come out, TV companies can't go, oh, well, look at your numbers. There was this huge dip during COVID, so we're not going to pay as much next time. So it might be like continuing, like the the viewer numbers are always ticking along. I think that's probably why. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, it could be. Yep. Yes, David. Um, this might actually um, reaffirm what I've been saying for a number of years now, and it may actually kill off international T20s, hopefully, and just have it as a domestic slash franchise <laughs> league because that's what it's good for. It's not a international game, T20. It's fucking rubbish. Mm. Yeah, I don't see it going away, but I do take your point. I'd rather see international 50-over cricket sort of yes. maintain, and that would actually help with the scheduling a little bit too because they wouldn't be trying to fit in three T20s. They'd be able to fit in... Say yeah. a third test match. Yeah. And I'd prefer to pro- see Go Mick. No, you go, you go. Finish your thought. I was gonna say I prefer to see Chris Lynn play over five different tournaments throughout a year than play for Australia in a meaningless T twenty tournament. Like it just just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Yeah. On the other side of that, devil's advocate, even though I don't agree with it, I think the pro- I think <laughs> the thing with cricket is is that at some level, and obviously we're not the target demographic, or we probably are the target demographic at our age, but we're not interested in that. But I think there is a thirst to play all formats at international level because that's seen as the pinnacle and it's seen mm. as the best versus the best. And then the problem too with domestic cricket, the only problem with going full domestic is that BBL doesn't have Indian players. IPL doesn't have Pakistan players. Like there's certain... Because of the power of the IPL, the Indian players pretty much just play in the IPL and nowhere else. Yeah. And then, yeah. then in the IPL as well, they're not letting in like some of the players from yeah. other countries too. So that creates a little bit of a problem as well. Mm. I think if you remove the international system and thought process around T20, then you may see a bit more cross-pollination between those leagues. So yeah, if, that's possible as well. if the Indian players aren't trying to protect their international game plan, then they may be able to play in the BBL during, you know, yeah. the Southern Summers or, you know, uh, especially those who aren't going to play ODIs or Test Cricket for um, yeah. India. Why wouldn't you have a, you know, a yeah. second-rate jipper come out and play for the Hurricanes like, you know, Naveed? Jofra. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, Jofra. Yeah. yeah, another second-rate jipper. Like, you know? Yeah, but, like, perfect example is, our, is one of our favourites, the Shikadar one. He fucking lives in Melbourne. You tell me yeah. you want to play for the Renegades? Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. Yes, Alex. I was. I always try and look at it and go, oh, maybe T20 would be a great like a, a format like soccer or football. And go, oh, there's a club all the time, a couple of friendlies international, and then there's this massive World Cup. But I don't think that really works because there's only one form of soccer. There's multiple forms of cricket, mm. right? Yeah. That money's the water. So if there was just one form of cricket, then you could have this big club following. Yeah. Mm. You know, then you have the pinnacle every four years, and that, that gets like a you know it stops the world, right? But I don't think you can have it because you know you can have this club thing, but it's just diluted by all the other formats. It's one of the few yeah. sports in but the yeah. world that has multiple different need? formats of the same thing. Yeah, do you yeah, need a, a world point. championship in T Twenty cricket? You know what I mean? Like it's no. Oh, I think you need it, but oh, I think do you bring back? It. Do you bring back the Champions League? If you're going yeah, to just have the best yeah. domestic teams, bring back yeah. the didn't Champions work. League, have a fortnightly yeah. Champions League tournament. No, it didn't like work because to. they had yeah. a World T20 World Cup fucking eight weeks afterwards, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just get yeah. rid of that international shit. Have your domestic Champions League. Get the two best teams from every country. Mm. Yeah. There's a few I, issues I with that. It was, it was hard to get the timing when all the teams were available, but also it was the availability of players because they'd play, say, for... The BBL team and then yeah. play IPL and the IPL would um, but, just um, hang on to them and so then the teams are uneven. But they block out the yeah. whole calendar fucking two months for the IPL oh, yeah. anyway. Nothing else yeah. happens but in they, that they time. Blocked so, out, yeah. They blocked out two weeks in um, September, October for it every year. But there's issues like yeah. um, the English domestic season 
wasn't quite finished. And they had to rush through a few games to get the teams out there and things like that. And yeah. Yeah. Like, so it, it Mm. You plan out ahead and go, this is the two weeks you have to have your season completed by. You've got to be able to work it out. But anyway, yeah, true. Yeah. I think they really did try. And there's lots of money in it, but it just didn't. Like the, the TV contract signed for 10 years and then they came to a mutual agreement to cease it because I don't think it was rating on TV. Yeah. 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 Yes, Alex. Mm. The big issue is with the teams is Ronaldo plays for one team. Yeah. Whoever yeah, that is, Barcelona, not, not whatever it was back in the day. He doesn't yeah, play yeah. for yeah, three you teams. Know, deck and charges. Yeah. Yeah, you know, BBL team. Of, you know, it's a yeah. different format, which is that's, that's why it's sort of splintered. Yeah. And that, and that the person also plays for a, a different yeah. format that takes four days to play, and the season's coming up. So then the mm. the country has you know kibosh this you know. The, but surely, like okay. that wouldn't like unless you're work. really unless you're yeah, really you top could, of the tree yeah. player. There's only going to be so many players that affects because it's pretty highly unlikely that three or four champions are going to have the same players. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they gave it a good go. It just didn't work, unfortunately. I was a big fan of it, but yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is it would be good just from a simple point of view to get the um, uh, ICC calendar a bit simpler, like mm. 50 over World Cup is these years, 20 over World Cup is these years, maybe it's four years apart as well, and they're just spaced two years apart, and it's just simple. Yeah. You sort of build to something. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we've just run out of time, David, for listener feedback, unless you want to whip through it in a minute. Nah, I could do it next time. Oh, okay. Right. Well, until next time, it's uh, bye for now. Thanks for listening. We're on all major social media and podcasting platforms. You can run us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at Midoff Cricket. Until next time, see you later. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, what an outro. Hey, Shane. Oh, so good. <laughs> I'll restart it if you want. All right, sweet. <laughs>